Cheers and good on you. Why aren't you listening to Brothers Just Searching? Why? You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. Well, how you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Brothers Just Searching, where we talk about God's word and current world events to educate yeah. and to edify believers of Jesus Christ. I'm Isaac Hayes, along with Anthony Hayes, Bowen Robat, and Mr. Aubrey Box, the one and only. Guys, what's happening? Hello. Oh, welcome much. back. Oh, I like how Aubrey just said that. He's like, well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he saw like, like a beautiful woman. Well, hello, he remind bro. me of uh, he remind me of that show Friends. That yeah. guy Joey, Joey, that whenever so he's like, he's like, what? I'm gonna show you how I tried the girls. He goes, hey, how you doing? That's like, I hey, tried. how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but when I know it's been a long time oh, since man. you since you dated or anything like that, so it, it, this is the new thing, you know. Ain't nothing new about it, buddy. You used to do that. I've done been there, done that. <laughs> Bowen, Bowen used to do the Cajun French for and go, hey. Como sabá? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Hey, como sabá? Oh, we started him off with Cajun French again. <laughs> but uh, but I, I see you representing the, the great Raging Cajun college team. That's right. That's right. What about LSU? You don't like LSU? I, I like LSU. I love LSU. But, I'm planning to go to one of their games when, they, when the season starts. Well, the football or the... Uh, the football. So I went to one... UL. That was the only college football game I ever went to. It was uh, LSU and LB. You may remember. Was it Nichols that they played? You were with me. I remember. Yeah, I think it was Nichols. And me and LB, we get there and we're like, oh boy, we're going to have a great time. This is the first college football game we get to see. We can't wait to see the action. UL outscored the Nickel, whatever team, name, mascot they were. 73 to nothing. I went to the LSU game, the first game I ever been for mm. college. I went to that. That was an experience. They played Auburn. Auburn. Hey, let me tell you something. We got over there. When we were there, we were, we, we were barbecuing. We were doing our thing. Our, the tailgate. Our, our, our tailgate party. And me and two other guys that I had met. And we sitting out there, man, ball. And it was nice, pretty and everything. Well, just before the game started and we had to go inside, it kind of started raining, you know. So we said, oh, that's nothing. So I had to go get me a, a poncho. For me to wear. I couldn't go in with my umbrella. They wouldn't let me. So we get in, and us, we sitting way at the top, okay? We sit way at the top. Nothing to protect us from the wind, the rain, the nothing. Mm-mm. Well, it started raining, and it started raining kind of hard, and the wind started blowing. But let me tell you something. It got cold, Bubba. And it oh, rained. That, wind, that, that wind, the rain, and it was falling. And these people were in the stands, dude. I looked around. People were in the stands with their shirts off. Oh, bro, look. Man. I said to myself, I said, that's some nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Only if But Chris I had fun, though. I had fun because, hey, let me tell you something. You go to an LSU game, bro, and you sit in them stands and that thing's filled up. Dude, you can't hear yourself talking. Well, there, LB wow. isn't on a microphone, but him and my brother-in-law <laughs> mm-hmm. went to a game, and I, I know he. They spent. I don't know if you spent some tickets. Huh? So LB said he's been to three LSU games. Where was I at? Y'all never invite. See, that's a, that's a good friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The best man at my wedding, and still has hey, not invited. Hey, hey, 
Okay. Oh no, no I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting unrighteously. I want to go. I no, wanna... but um, but him and Rooster went. That's my brother-in-law. Don't ask no questions. Uh, Dude, we don't, we don't but, claim him. But, uh, no, no. But uh, no, uh, my brother-in-law and LB went, and they sent me some pictures. They were on the sidelines, dude. Yeah. And I, it probably was loud on the down there. Then uh, LB said it was the worst seats ever. <laughs> yeah, because you can't see nothing. But hey, can't where I nothing. was sitting when I went to that game, where I was sitting, you could see the play develop. You could see, you know, you could see the play develop. Yeah, you're so high. You're so high. You can see exactly what's starting to happen. You but know? Especially in Dead Valley, man. I, I've always heard that the best seats in the house is probably the middle. The middle or up. Because you're not so high where you can't tell. You, you look like you're seeing ants play football. Right. But you're, 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 you're right in the middle where you can see everything happening. Yeah, so, but, exactly. Yeah, about row 20 and up. Yeah, and Now, UL, uh, Cajun Field, anywhere is a really <laughs> good seat, man. Yeah. You're sitting the cheapest seats, I think, are like $50 at UL. So man, way back there, you can still see everything. You can see that, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in yeah, that, that section, that's like the midsection for the uh, LSU football right. game. So yeah, mm-hmm. and Auburn and Boogie just like very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to yes. go. I want to go to UL game. I really do. UL I, is fun. Yeah, I want to go. You know what? Though I know, I know we burning time. I don't know what the clock's at, but um, I had one opportunity to go to a game, and I had the tickets given to me. But I couldn't go because they had restrictions for who could enter. And their games oh, are always with the, uh, with the jab. Their their yeah. games are always on yeah. Saturday nights, and I'm off on Saturdays. That would have been my first time. I'm gonna get me some tickets. Now, now I tell you one thing. You know what? Uh, and I know a lot of the local people that listen to us are gonna know what we're talking about. Last year, I went to the Brobridge Cecilia football game, dude. Mm. And Brobridge Cecilia, you know that that's that's, that's a, a rival. That's a rivalry. Oh, yeah. That's a rivalry. That's a rivalry. And mm. we um, and Cecilia won last year, so my wife rubbed it in my my face. Well, of <laughs> At the Bulldogs, yeah. and you know my wife, she's a Bulldog fan, so oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Hey, I'm a Bulldog too. How dare you sit to, in this place? To middle school, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> elementary middle You're, school. You 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 yellow and green. Well, I'm dog. a tiger. Thank you. I'm a t- no. I'm talking about the school that I'm in. No, I, no, I'm not. Oh. Oh, no, brother. I work for yeah. A school. But your school just established. Yeah. It yeah. don't matter. It, it, yeah, it does. That's like the sharks. The sharks are like uh, North Side is our rival. North Side, you You only been in there for four years. Yeah, bro. I'm with the Tigers. <laughs> you got a tiger all around. I'm LSU tiger. tiger. The tigers yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Bridge tiger. No, I'm bulldog. Oh, you sap <laughs> I got two tigers and a bulldog, <laughs> and they bite like a like a like, like a nut now. Anyway, let's get to, started. Yeah, you ready to start? Yeah, let's get started. All right. Yeah. So we have talked about four churches. This is our fifth church, and Ooh, look, guys, I don't it? know. Yeah, I was about to say it's flying by. And, we're going. We're going fast with this. And uh, last week, makes we talked about uh, what else is flying by. No, oh, I mean, time just flying by. Every, every time I get older, it, like, is a second I'm the next age. Uh, but we talked about Tyre Tyra last week, and that was the corrupt church. Um, it was the church that, you know, had some things happening. They gave place to a woman uh, named Jezebel. We had my dad here with us last week, and uh, we had a good conversation. But today, we're going to talk about Sardis. And if you had to label this what type of church this was, this is called the Dead Church. 
So we're going to talk about the Church of Sardis. And we, as always, we're going to let Brother Aubrey read the word to us tonight. Roxella, you got it, buddy. You take it away, Roxella. Brother Aubrey, go ahead and take off with the word of the Lord. All right, yeah. I'm really excited to get into it with you guys. All right. To the church in Sardis and to the angel of the church in Sardis, right? The words of him who has who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of God. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know what hour I come against you yet you still have a few names in Sardis people who have not sold their garments and they will walk with me in white for they are worthy the one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments and I will never blot his name out of the book of life I will confess his name before my father and before his angels he who has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. So let's go ahead and talk a little Amen. bit about history about Sardis. Sardis was about 30 miles from Tartara, and it was the capital. It had been the capital of Lydia. Um, this this province, um, it was a Greek colony mm-hmm. that broke away from Greece, and the Romans <sighs> let them live the way they wanted to live. But this place had many forms of religion mm-hmm. uh, at this time when it was written it was uh they had the worship of caesar and of Artemis, the goddess of fertility mm-hmm. they were active there um this city had a doing my research into the city it was a strange it wasn't a strange city right but it was one of the areas that at the time when it was at its peak had one of the richest kings if not the richest king in the whole entirety of the world, Midas. I think no, no, Midas was the king of river. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, but that's where he. This is where he supposedly got his wealth from King Midas. Uh, king Midas was a king, and he prayed for to the gods and said, "Look, I want to have. I want everything I touch turned to gold." Man, he touched his mm-hmm. toilet; it turned to gold. He touched mm-hmm, his cup; it mm-hmm. turned to gold. He touched his daughter, and his daughter turned to pure gold. And he didn't want it no more. And as tradition or legend says, he says, I don't want this curse. So he touched himself, turned himself to go, and it went down the river that which went down to Sardis. And Sardis was a very uh, profitable Mm. um, nation. Now, as always, he is talking to the church. And I want to iterate this a little bit. Um, Again, all these seven letters start off with the pastor. Mm. And this is why if if you do some research into the the word that he used, the angel uh, is basically a servant. Uh, I don't know the Greek terminology of it, but the the Greek word for this is basically God's messenger to his flock. Mm. And Christians got to realize that the pastor is the overseer of the church. And I, there was an old saying in Pentecostal rim that as far as the pastor goes, so will the church. Mm. And I've been part of some ministries where the pastor's real strong. And if you notice, the church is real strong in the faith. Then you see other pastors that are kind of weak and they don't want to say everything. Well, that, the, normally the church is weak and the church has its issues. But uh, so Jesus goes ahead and says these things. 
Uh, these things say he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. The word of the seven spirits, the seven spirits is, is the number seven is uh, God's completion. Mm-hmm. So the, se- the seven spirits is the Holy Spirit. It means a sign of completion. And the seven stars are the angels. Now, let's go ahead and dive into the text of what the Lord rebuked. Because if you notice this guy and look, every church to this point, the Lord had a blessing before he t- called to repentance. Uh, Ephesus, he says, hey, y'all, y'all good in the community, but I know your works, y'all left your first love. Um, you know, Tartar, it was um, that they had a flame of fire and his, uh, well, hold on, let me see. Service and patience. Yeah, service and patience, but they, they didn't. It, they didn't show their work. It, it was so they always had a blessing before the curse or the, the mm-hmm. call for repentance. Mm-hmm. This church didn't. Mm. This church didn't even have a blessing, and that that should talk to a lot of people. You know, does the Lord look at your church and see a blessing? Didn't tell you to call repentance. Are you so far away from the gospel? Are you so far away from the the word that the Lord just gives you judgment? And unfortunately, we have a lot of churches like that. But listen to what he says in verse one. Uh, yeah, verse one. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Mm. So and um, so why why would Christ go ahead and tell them, hey, you're alive, but you're dead? As we talked about Sardis, and this is why the history is playing to the mix. Sardis was a community of acceptance. Mm, it was right. the get along city. Right. And Sardis was like, look, we don't care what your religion is. As long as you live peacefully with all men, you're fine. Just don't start a mess. Mm. Well, the Christian church at that time was active. They had the big building. They they loved the Lord. And they, they, they told people, hey, we serve Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. They looked alive. They looked like they were serving Christ. Mm-hmm. But inwardly, they were spiritually dead, which you mean. If you look at the, the, the history around Sardis, <coughs> then th- this is what a lot of scholars believe, that Sardis was a church that said, hey, we believe in Jesus. But, Bowen, if you serve, the, the, if, you, if you're a Jewish, if you're part of the Jewish religion, you're fine. You serve the Jewish God, you're going to heaven. Aubrey, you're a Roman and you serve Caesar. But guess what? You're fine. So in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this church was kind of like the modern church in America or in a lot of places today. A lot of word of faith said it. Well, look, we believe Jesus Christ is the only way, but we we can't judge people. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like an acceptance of all religion. And that's what this church did. And mm-hmm. I heard one guy, he was on YouTube, I think it's from Our Daily Bread, and he was talking about this. Mm-hmm. This passage right here when it says, I know your works, uh, well, I know you works, you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. Basically what Christ was saying, hey, you killed the message of Christ and him crucified. Right. You, you're saying that you're part of a church that's alive, but you accept other things when Christ says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. <coughs> I'm the only one you should accept. You should not accept other false religions. Mm. Because and I, like how, I like how some people say that Christ is a conqueror. He came to overcome religion. Mm-hmm. 
But these Christians were saying we serve Christ, but you can come as you are. Mm-hmm. You can live. You can worship any God you want. We'll mm-hmm. accept you for who you are without any change. And Christ mm-hmm. is basically telling them, you killed the message mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ and him crucified and that he's the only way and the only truth. And this is why Christ did not give them a blessing. Mm-hmm. And this is why they looked alive. Mm-hmm. They played the part, but inwardly they were spiritually dead because they, they did not follow Christ as the savior of the world. And with that, I'm going to open up the conversation. Let, let's have, let's start this conversation right here mm. because I, I see this in a modern day of modern church. Yeah, I agree because you know, you got to realize and I, I was watching the same video as you did, and I realized that man was really knocking it on the door. He was right. He was said he was hearing a preacher, a big preacher on TV, and the guy asked him, or the woman asked him, said, "Do you are you one of those Christians that believe Jesus is the only way?" He said, "Well, for me it is, but it don't mean for others." And later on, he recanted, like he said, "Oh, I do believe Jesus is the only way." Cause a bunch of people they rose says, up, yeah. So it's just to say that you should never be ashamed of the gospel. You know, you know, the Bible, you know, Jesus, like Jesus is the only way to salvation. The reason why Jesus said, I'm the only way, because most people ask you when they look at you and you say, well, what, what, what makes you think your religion is right? Or makes you think Jesus is the only way? He's the only one that could take away the sins of the world. He's you know, the only I was, one I, that died for our sins. Exactly. I was hearing. Uh, an, he rose again. Exactly. I was hearing an ex-Catholic priest say this one time. He's right. He was talking about how the Pope got with the orthodox and he got with the protestants and the buddhists and he he got with all the religions of the world i think it was john paul i think it was in the 90s or 80s he got with a bunch of god a bunch of preachers and people they all like we all worship the same god the indian voodoo people were there you know smoking their peace pipes and saying we're praying to the mother goddess and and the pope was like the muslims too he's like we all worship the same god there's different forms and stuff and one guy said that it's not true. The ex-priest that got saved, he says, Buddha didn't do it. Muhammad didn't do it. They don't have a savior that takes away the sins of the world. They don't have it. So that's why Jesus is the only way. So we do live in a world today where 80, almost 70% of Christian churches in America are Christians in this world. They believe, you know, hey, there's many ways to get to God. And th- this is what you happened know? in Psalm. Uh, oh, can go I, ahead. Can yeah, I go mention ahead. something? Yeah, go ahead. So uh, whenever it says that the works are not complete and it is dead, uh, imagine in this way that mm-hmm. uh, Christians, they say that they have to be die and be, re- be buried with Jesus, but they also have to be raised also with him and be with him at the right hand of the throne of God. Right. So... If they simply try to uh, to die to their flesh, but they never raise up in Christ, then the work that was begun in them wasn't complete. Mm. And then you could think of it another way as um, whenever they would live out the life of Christ. If if those that were living for Christ were did, you know, 50 percent of what what was God's desire to use them at. Mm-hmm. So imagine imagine the extent that God could use each and every one of us mm-hmm. and then imagine that we only did 50% or even mm-hmm. less. Right. So imagine 10% of of that mm-hmm. and then that would be as if we were dead. Well, well, I want I want to bring out a says, point. Uh, Go ahead. Wake up and strengthen what <coughs> remains and is about to die. So mm-hmm. it could have been such a small uh step 
towards Jesus mm -hmm. that it was insignificant. Right. Well, right. But let's go right. to the point with this. Maybe though. they just did it in front of their friends and people. Well, let, that but were let, close let's go. To them. Let's go to the point mm -hmm. of this though too. Okay. Because mm -hmm. remember, he's writing to the pastor and just thinking about it. Because I heard someone say this, and it ties in what you just said, that Sardis did something a little different than a lot of the other churches. A lot of the other churches accepted something from the world. Hey, and look, they did as well, but it was a little different. Um, they brought in the world into the church. They did different. They said, well, we're not going to accept the witchcraft. We're not going to accept it. We're just going to say, hey, you worship your way. We're going to worship our way. Mm -hmm. And it kind of come to the pastor a little bit, too. Because, you know, why were these people dead? Well, what was their spiritual counsel looking like? Mm -hmm. What was their pastor looking like? Because and look, I was there anybody feeding the sheep? Correct. Was there anybody seeing? Because look, I hear I well, you just said about a pastor, and I, I've seen interviews with certain pastors on Larry King Live when Larry mm -hmm. King was alive, and they would ask some questions, and they would use a term like, well, "Oh, Jesus is one of many ways," or mm -hmm. "Jesus is one of the ways." Mm -hmm. And if the you Bible listen, look, let, let's go to, I'm going to go to John chapter 14, verse mm -hmm. six. Yeah, that's a good idea. When, when Christ was in the garden of Gethsemane, helping, telling his disciples, listen, you know, I'm about to die. I'm about to go ahead. And, and he was prepping them for his crucifixion. Verse five says, Timothy said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way mm -hmm. Jesus said to him, I am the way, <laughs> the truth, the truth the and the life. No one comes to the Father except, except through me. me. Mm -hmm. So when these, and look, I don't know why Sardis did with it. Now, this, this funny how we, we quoted from John, mm -hmm. and John the Apostle wrote, the, or John the, yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, he wrote Revelation. Yeah, he wrote Revelation, yeah. And bringing this point out that Sardis, Jesus is telling him, look, y'all look alive. Y'all look like you're serving me, but you're not serving me. Y'all are just, y'all look alive, but y'all dead spiritually because y'all forsaken the one that has, that, that, that has saved y'all. Mm -hmm. Which can go back to verse two, Aubrey, we can look into that. Because when he says, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die for I have not found your works perfect before God. So basically what the, what he's saying is, look, mm -hmm. you have a little bit of the gospel in there. You mm -hmm. know, some truth. Yeah. You put Jesus in a box, mm -hmm. you limited him, but you still know that he's the way, the truth and the life expand on that or strengthen that or you're going to die. You're going to, you're not going to, yeah. you're just not going to be spiritually. You'll be physically dead and you're going to be separated from all life and truth. Yeah. Right if they never have an opportunity to to express their faith and to test it then they won't be able to strengthen what remains yeah right. and look and look we know let, let's look at their let's look at their their incident of that time the roman government was putting their foot on the necks of a lot of believers yes yes um even some of the jewish people were upset that they they were pushing christ more than jehovah or the the hebrew god mhm mm so I can understand why maybe this pastor was saying, hey, we're not going to step on toes. Because mm -hmm. like I said, Sardis was like, hey, as long as you believe in God and you don't like today's culture, you know how many times we witness and they say, hey, you serve your God, I'll serve mine. Oh, you have your truth. I yeah, have mine. Yeah, you, you have your religion. Mm -hmm. I don't want your religion. Mm -hmm. And that's where because mm -hmm. look, I hate to say it, the modern church is doing that right now. Oh, big time. A lot of them. they don't want to step on toes of the people. Yeah. So what they do is they just go ahead and they help you come as you are. Mm -hmm. We won't tell you. And now we're getting to a point where the church is accepting 
uh, are affirming alternate lifestyles that are against the Bible. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and what's what's it gonna what's gonna happen then? Mm-hmm. And look, it's even bad. I've seen churches allow drag queens to go into their church and perform in front of their congregation. That's and what that, you'd expect to see as a dead church. Well, yeah, that's a dead church. You're correct. Good point. Good point. Because look, hey, they go out there. A lot of churches. We are alive in Jesus. We trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Oh, we love Jesus. Mm-hmm. But like Aubrey said, there may be there may be not. something that remains though in those churches. Imagine the one that's been wrestling with it in their in their own heart. And well, they, well, that's why he said and in they verse have the two, opportunity right? to wake up and strengthen what remains because it's about to die. You can imagine this. Uh, in that situation too. Well, you can use the example, and y'all both are landscapers. You can expect, you can use the uh, example of a plant. Mm-hmm. How many times y'all see a plant that's about to die, but y'all give it a little bit of care and a little bit of water? Mm-hmm. The plant is alive, but it's barely alive. Right. Yeah. Right. And you start nurturing it. You start giving it life, and and that's what look because our life is in Christ. Mm-hmm. There, uh, uh, our life, our, our identity is in Jesus. And it, if you know the truth, mm-hmm. you're going to get to the point. Bowen, if you don't mind, can I use you for an example? <coughs> um, <laughs> when, when you were backslidden, mm-hmm. you knew the truth. What regenerated that, that truth? You know, because you've you forsaken everything, but you knew that Jesus Christ was the Savior of the world. What caused you to wake up and to strengthen what faith you, what little faith you had at that point? What caused me to wake up? Yeah. People coming to the store and sharing the gospel with me. All right? Listen, when I backslid and I walked away, I didn't backslide and walk away because of what somebody did to me. I didn't backslide and walk away because I didn't know the truth or somebody was lying to me. That was on my own ability that I did that. You know? I seen something in the world that I wanted to do and I went. You know? I take that responsibility. I I, I don't try well, to. And, and we're, not, you know? we're, not, we're not questioning. No, no. Listen, but. I'm trying to explain something to you. When you backslide, everything that you study stays with you. That's you the know? point we're talking it, about. It right will now. not leave your heart. But you see, when I was working at the store, like like Pastor Daniel came there and talked to me. And after Pastor Daniel, other people came in. There's one that guy that came in there and shared the word of God with me and preached to me and shared some scriptures with me. But, you know, that's the night when I got home, the spirit of God was dealing with me so bad, I was crying in my car going home. But when I got home, I broke, you see. Sometimes people ignore the spirit of God when they backslide. They don't want to repent. They want to live their lives. It's like they're sleeping and they don't want to wake up. And I was going to share something with y'all about this church, but I'm going to share it while I got an opportunity. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Backslidden, uh, a backslidden person can come back to the Lord. Right. If they study the Word of God, if they plant it in their heart and they live by it, they're going to come back eventually. God's going to deal with them, and he's going to bring everything back that they learn. Now, this church that y'all talking about, it was alive, and then it's dead, but what, what's left is going to die. You know, I, I'm reading this, and I'm looking at this, and God brought back something to my remembrance. You remember the prodigal son? Yep. Okay, the prodigal son left with everything his father gave him. He left, he went off, and, and he spent everything his father gave him. He, he splurged it. 
But you know, he found himself in the pig pen. He found himself eating the, the husk and the corn and eating with the pigs. But when he came to himself. Almost dead. When he came to himself, he was already dead. He was already dead. Mm-hmm. He was dead spiritually. He was mm-hmm. dead. Automatically, he was dead. But when he came to himself, he said, didn't I have it better at my father's house where there was bread to eat? Mm-hmm. And I had clothes on me? That's the same thing with this church. This church was backslidden. This church has left their first love. This church walked away from God. Mm-hmm. Okay? They knew the truth. Yes, they knew the truth. And there's some in the church that probably held on to the truth. But you see, they well, we're were going to catch you that later they, on. They, they were fixing to die to him, too. So what God was doing, he was calling them. He's saying, come back to me. Well, and you see, that's why I asked you, Bowen, you know, because <coughs> that's good, you, 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 yeah, you've yeah. experienced that, mm. well, a backslide and and coming back. You you knew there was still something alive in you. It was small, but it was something alive. And you knew the fact that it Christ, was incomplete. Right. It was Christ and him crucified. It was Jesus. And I think that's where Christ in verse two is talking about right here. He's look, he, like, and he say, he says, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. Because the one thing that remains always in another person's life is going to be Christ and him crucified. And the word is it, going to be the word. The word's going to stay alive. That's right. And, and when he goes ahead and he says, um, that are ready to die as well. That meaning that truth that's inside of a person it's or di- a church is going to die. It's going to die. That truth that you know that Christ is alive and remain is going to fade it's away gonna from die. you. It's going to fade away. But, but that's why that's why Christ told him, "Hey, you know, strengthen that. But take that, take that, and expand on that. Right. Expand on that truth that Christ right. died for right. you, and that there's victory in the cross, and that if you." focus on Christ instead of focusing on other things like trying to please other people's religion you you you're going to be you're going to be back to where you were at the beginning no and, and that that's where like you used the prodigal son's a good example and I didn't think about it until you just said that mm-hmm. like Aubrey said that, that that boy was in the like you said that boy was in the pigpen he, he was, was almost dead he, he, was he was almost just, dead he, he, but he remembered but one he thing remember my father's love my, my father's, father's house love. And, and that that goes and to a whole other point right there. That's what I'm saying is, you know, they, they what they had left that was alive of God's word that they had heard, what was left alive it was, was enough to the, call them up. It, it was, it was enough up. for God to use to wake them up. Because you see me, I was at that point. Yeah, you even know, one the word. The word was in my heart. But there was coming a point that word was starting to fade. That word was starting to die. That word wasn't as powerful as it was. But when people came to me and started ministering and, and showing me and opening up the word to me, and reminding that, word, you, reminding that you. word grew stronger in my heart. Yeah. And God could deal with me. God could open my... I let God open my heart and I receive what God offered me. You see, that's the same thing with this church. That's the same thing with all these churches. You know, you walk away from the Lord. You walk away. Even the pastors, when they walk away from the Lord or they go off chasing some rabbit, they are backsliding. They are walking away from the Lord. They are getting away from the main word of God. You got to stick to the word of God. You have to. If you get away from the word of God and you start going off in, in, into wild forces and, and just going off with, into the blue sky, it, your heart, you got a backslide. And, and you think about it, it's easier to do it now. Well, it was easier to do it then than now. Because because uh, come to mind in Timothy, Timothy had a problem in the church with 
men coming around saying, hey, the resurrection already happened. Y'all missed it. It's blown. And Timothy had to go as a pastor and under Paul's influence say, no, it's not. The, that's not the case. It was easy for people to go ahead and say, hey, guys, you know, yeah, Jesus said that is the he's the way, the truth, and the life. But y'all misquoted that. Cause like today. Cause, well, like today. But see, this is why I say it's easier then than now. Because when you have believers or you have people come out like like I was watching a TikTok earlier and that's what modern technology one person said the Bible never says that Jesus died for our sins and the guy that was doing it said hold on hoss and he went and he looked at the scriptures he quoted Galatians he quoted mm-hmm. Romans he, he quoted all kinds of stuff and that's what I'm trying to say it's, it's, it's harder to go ahead to falsify the Bible now than it was then. Yeah. Because right. first off, the churches of Asia, they didn't have a Bible. No, they right. didn't. They didn't have they a didn't. Bible. They didn't. We have a Bible, but people still do what they, they did today. There's they many past the heaven, and that's the, what leads them to They sin. only had the first five books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's all they right. had. But, you know, today you, you have so much of the Word. You have so many Bibles. You have so much of the Word. There's no reason for a person to... To get lost or right. to lose salvation or to lose his soul to the devil. There's no reason. And, and there's not that, just churches. And the look, churches look, 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 today. We talked about it. Look how many churches there, are not, not following there, Christ. There, there's churches today, man. Churches today, and, and Boogie, you're going to verify this with me. I know mm-hmm. you will. Isaac mm-hmm. will. They are backslidden. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're backslidden. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say, well, no, yeah, they are backslidden. Anytime you get away from the gospel and you start preaching strange doctrines yep. and you start teaching strange things and you start pulling things in from the world to say, oh, we're going to use this and we're going to win the people to Christ. No, man, you are backslidden at heart. Okay? Yeah, look, it don't you matter. are backslidden. It don't matter. We don't know how big this church was, but just imagine that. They well, you know, if we don't go ahead and accept other religions, or we don't right. say that they're right. as Jesus, we won't have that big of a church. Right. We won't have that nice big of a cathedral. It, We're not, and that that it, that could be something of that nature it, as well. It, with it, this, it, it just be like me. Say I want to go off and build me a church. You know, I go off and build me a church, and and I start preaching, and then I see the people, and I come in. And, Man, you know how fast I could fill up a church. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could just preach anything. I could create my own Bible and just preach anything. I'd fill up that church so fast, bro, it'd be unreal. Well, and look, then we got to go to a break. We were over a little bit. Um, there was an example. I think it's the church was in California. A young man started a church in his house. But in, I don't know if he started off right, but he started. T- people started coming. At one point, he had almost 2 million people. people. Oh, not 2 million people. Ah. Uh, he had a lot of people coming yeah. in, a couple of thousand and all of a sudden, he knew that one of his people that started from the beginning, he found out, were part of the LGBTQ community. And they told him, hey, we're, you know, we're going to give our records. And you know what he told him? You're fine. You can stay on the worship team. You can live that alternate life. God loves you. Well, now, this church, now normally, churches will grow like that. But a lot of people were in that church that were biblically sound in mind mm-hmm. and said, no, mm-hmm. we're leaving. Now the church is in financial difficulty because $2 million have left that place on an annual basis. Oh. Big, big, because there's some people who did some believe. Did. Now, but you know what's sad? Though? He's saying, I'm going to keep the doors open. I'm going to show love. You know how many people that are deceived to say that the LGBT, you can live in that LGBTQ lifestyle. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are going to go there because a lot of people have going to, oh, we know this is a place of love, but there's no gospel. And this pastor has to twist his go- has to twist the gospel mm-hmm. to go ahead and get people in there because I want to accept 
the popular well, culture. You know, that, that is so dangerous because you are playing with your eternal soul when you yep. do that. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back in a few minutes. You're not watching. Brothers just searching. May I ask why? They're terrific, you guys. They're just terrific. Here's looking at you, kid. Welcome back, everybody, to the second segment of Brothers Just Searching. We're talking about the Church of Sardis, mm -hmm. and we brought out some good points. In. Yep, we're going in. Uh, so we talked about the, the, why they were labeled. They People thought they were alive, but they were dead. And we also talked about how Christ tells them, hey, to be watchful and strengthen the things that remain uh, because the things that did remain were about ready to die and that their works were not perfect in the sight of God. We're going to start off in verse three where it says, remember, therefore, how you have received and hold and heard and hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. So we're going to start off right there when he says, remember, therefore, how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent. So remember, we were talking about how they were. Christ says, look, y'all need to put me back in the center of y'all attention. You need to start preaching Christ and strengthen that. So, Aubrey, I so remember the second they, segment. So, I want to just say this. Uh, okay. Hold that thought. Okay. So, in the beginning, it said that they had a reputation for of being alive. So, they have the memory of what it looks like to be alive. That's why it starts out with saying, remember then what you've received and heard. Because they've received that sight. They've heard what it is to be alive. Well, you remember you saying in the first segment how they would go ahead. They they remember what they remember what they got from the beginning. You yeah. said, I remember you said something yeah. along that lines, and that's what Christ is telling. Look, remember what you heard. Remember the gospel. Remember what you have. What you what you first came to. And, and look, we can go back to a point of a backslidden church or backslidden Christian. And you know, uh, Bowen Bowen has his testimony, and Bowen's has a great testimony. Um, we remember Bowen. You had you uh, you gave your testimony to Brother uh, Nelson Sadai. Um, uh, he was a guest on the program that wrote a couple of books, and it was a very powerful testimony. And you know, Bowen, you, you said even your testimony in the last segment. You remembered people came and Albert said people came remind you, but you remembered that Christ was the, supposed to be the worship. Christ was supposed to be the center of all things. And you came back to that, and that's what that's what Christ is telling Sardis right now. Listen, remember the message that you had at first. You moved away from that message. You said a lot of ways can lead to heaven, or yeah, there, so, you know, there wasn't no other. You you were saying there. Jesus said there was no other way, but there's many ways. You forsaken that. Remember the gospel first. Remember with that Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. No man goes to the Father except through me. We read John chapter fourteen verse six earlier. Christ is saying, look, remember that, hold fast to that gospel and repent of your sins. So you you're you know, you won't you won't face the judgment that's coming upon you. Right. So uh they are able to remember the testimonies because if they were alive in the past, then they should have had plenty of testimonies to tell. And just like you, Bowen you were able to remember the testimonies that other people around you had, and then you were able to rate, relate your testimony. And as everyone remembers their testimonies, they build on each other. They strengthen up what was left. Now, I do want to bring out a... Oh, go ahead, Bo. 
You remember I told you all about that guy where the Bible says, be careful that you entertain angels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was another part. I believe that part there, God was testing me to see what I was doing, what I would do. I believe God wanted to see where my heart was and what I was going to do. Uh, guys, I'm serious. I've never heard somebody quote the Bible the way it is God quoted the Bible. Quoted scriptures that I couldn't even quote unless I looked for them in the Bible. He was quoting them off of the top of his head, man. You know? And the first night he came, he asked me to go outside. He wanted to talk to me about Jesus. I w- I, to this day, I still say I, I should have just ran outside and not said nothing about being born again. Let me tell you something. That boy shared Jesus with me. He strengthened me. He encouraged me. He he just, but that last night I saw him, I said, you're going to come back? He said, I'll see you again soon. He said, I will see you again. He said, don't worry. He said, we'll talk. I, I'm not joking, Isaac. I'm dead serious, dude. This is not a joke. So you remember that testimony? I remember that. And, that's and I'll remember that for the rest of my life until the day I die. I will take that yeah. to my grave. Now, I want, I want to bring out another point while we're on that. Because, Bo, when you came back to the Lord, and I think this scripture is proved right here. And I don't know why I've thought about that. Maybe it was the Spirit leading me. This scripture right here debunks eternal security. Mm. Oh, definitely. Mm. Because oh, definitely. this church... Yeah. Um, we read the church where Christ is saying mm-hmm. to come back, but when Christ says, remember yeah. therefore how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent. Yeah, if they were already saved, and according to doctrines of eternal security, if you can go ahead, you can sin as much as you want, but you mm-hmm. wouldn't want to sin because you're gonna be not, you don't want part of that life. If this church could do whatever they want and still be in Christ, why is Christ sending a strong rebuke to them? Mm. Think about this. They were backslidden. They were backslidden. And that's where I come to the point of now they might some people that believe in eternal security might say, Well, hold on, you can backslide, but God's always gonna bring you back. Not always. Not always. Mm-hmm. So so I believe this this disbunks this debunks eternal security because Christ is telling them to repent. Now I want to I want to go ahead and continue on with this right here because Boogie I know you found this interesting when you watched that video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christ says, "Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief in the night, mm-hmm. and you will not know the hour what I what hour I will come upon you." Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people read that and they use that as for scriptural references for the rapture of the church, mm-hmm. which is the Lord is telling them, "Look, if you don't keep watch, mm-hmm. I'm going to come as a thief in the night, and y'all mm-hmm. won't know." Mm-hmm. So this this could be a proof for the rapture of the church, which I believe mm-hmm. is a twofold. I thing. was thinking about that too. Now, why did Christ bring this out to them? Because in Sardis, we talked about a little bit of history mm-hmm. of Sardis before, mm-hmm. but Sardis, a heavenly, um, a heavily guarded city. If you if you looked at the maps, or if you look at the uh, the old uh, structure of Sardis, there was this big wall, and it was un it was un it was unbreakable, it was unbreachable. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Cyrus the Great that was trying to take the city, take the city, and he couldn't take it. So he fortified the city, or he he went ahead and surrounded the city, but they could not get into that city uh, because of the wealth and because of the food and everything. And this is why Christ brought this out because this happened twice to them. 
One of Osiris's uh, soldiers was watching one of the soldiers of Sardis. He leaned over and his helmet fell over the city. Now, you know, in the army, hey, you can't lose your equipment. So he was watching this guy. This soldier went down the wall into a secret passageway, mm. grabbed his helmet and came up and they didn't know about it. So Cyrus said, what we're going to do is we're going to cause ruckus on one side. My special forces are going to go into that mm-hmm. upper wall and we're going to take them. So they were caught off guard. Wow. The next time it was the same thing. They had, another, I think it was some Persian armies coming. Mm-hmm. They were trying to take it over again. Mm-hmm. And they were like, how are we going to get through this? Could they fix that problem? Mm-hmm. Well, they had one soldier. They were, wa- they were watching this one soldier on the wall. I think he fell asleep or something. No, no, they were dumping bodies Yeah, over. so, so mm-hmm. what they were doing is they were dumping bodies mm-hmm. over the wall on mm-hmm. the east side of it. Mm-hmm. And it was a gravesite. It stunk. Nobody wanted to be around there. Nobody was watching that side of the city. Mm-hmm. They caused the ruckus on the other <laughs> side. The soldiers went through that wall, put the, put the ladders, <laughs> and went up. And guess what? Caught them off guard. <laughs> so when Christ is telling them, listen, you're sleeping. You're, 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 mm-hmm. you're in a dead church. You're not watching. Mm-hmm. And one day I'm going to come at you as a thief in the night. So they understood. He was relating he, to something they were similar to. Right. So he was relating mm-hmm. a story that mm-hmm. Sardis and these people mm-hmm. would have known. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. Christ is telling us we need to be watchful. Just like wa- them. Like them. Or if we're not watchful, he's going to come in judgment mm-hmm. or he's going to come some ch- some commentaries i'll read say judgment like i said this could be the rapture of the church mm-hmm. but look christ is coming at any time mm-hmm. or and he said remember uh, it, it points it, 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 this reminds me of the parable that jesus spoke about remember with the barns mm-hmm. and he was or i'm trying to say it was it the barns it was like what the barns were uh the, the servant the no the servants were were we're not waiting for the master. Yeah. And yeah. he came mm-hmm. an hour. They were not waiting on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. So Christ it's is telling it. us to be watchful and prepared always. Mm-hmm. There's a number of examples of Christ saying that, but Christ is telling his church, be watchful. And like I said, this should be a rebuke to us. How many of us in the church are watchful for the return of Christ? Or are we not watching so well? And we're letting the enemy or let, we're letting G- Jesus is coming. He's going to come as a thief in the night. We let the enemy distract us into not being watchful what the, what the Lord wants us to do. There's mm-hmm. a lot of churches today, a lot of churches that are not ready or waiting for the coming of the Lord. Mm-hmm. What they're waiting for, most of them, is the second coming. They're not waiting for that first coming. Mm-hmm. You see, a lot of them are sleeping. Mm-hmm. They're not waiting for the first coming of Jesus. Jesus is not coming back to the earth on that first coming. Mm-mm. He's coming in the air, and he's mm-hmm. going to rapture those, mm-hmm. his children, and he's going to take them with him to heaven. You know, And, and that's, that's, that's what's scary, because a lot, of, a lot of churches don't believe in the catching away of the church. They don't no. believe in the rapture. A no. lot of them don't believe that. No. Well, so, so let me go ahead. There is some that don't believe there is no rapture. That's right. That's right. But the popular belief right now is that, and they get this from Matthew chapter 22, which I don't believe Matthew 22 was even talking to the church. It was talking to Israel. If there is a part, there might be a part where it's talking about some catching away, but we would have, that's that's a whole nother debate for us. That's a whole nother episode. Um, 
but the popular belief right now, because they don't believe in the, because when they say we're going to meet the Lord in the air, a lot of people believe that that's going to be a post-tribulation. Like after the tribulation period, right before Jesus comes down to earth to, to defeat the Antichrist, we're going to meet him and, mm-hmm. and come back down. But like I said, the question, and this is a question I've always asked, well, when's the marriage supper of the Lamb? Yeah, it is it after fair. when we start the millennial reign or is it during the seven year tribulation? Because, see, that's that's a big question. If you have the rapture of the church before the marriage supper, well, the church is the church ain't dared to participate in that. Mm. So the church has to be at the marriage supper of the lamb. If that is during the seven year tribulation period, well, the rapture of the church has to happen at the beginning. If it's at the end, right before the millennial reign, well, then we know it's, pro- it's possibly going to be at the end. But like you said, Bowen, there's a lot of people not teaching the catching away of the Lord no more. Mm-mm. A lot of people and, are not even teaching about the tribulation. No, that, well, because you know why? And this is my humble opinion: the tribulation is messy, and it's, the, it's, it's, the, like, it's the wrath of God that's well, coming upon the earth, and they the don't point. like that. And, and it's they, not the point. You have to give the. You have to tell the people what's going to happen. And I believe you. I believe that. But at the same, like I said, at the same time, there's a lot of pastors. It's too controversial. Yeah, it's too controversial. And it goes back to this church. It's funny how you say that. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can't teach Jesus Christ is the only way because you got the Jewish people here. They'll get mad at Uh They're going to get mad at Then you got the Romans here that believe in the God of facility and Caesar. We can't. We're just going to preach. The uh, good just, things uh, of the Bible. Uh, I'm and that's, stop. I'm just going to stop my blood pressure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know you're coming at, bro. There, there's because a lot of preachers that are not preaching this I, I remember. I remember when I was young, and that was why I was born in close to... You close the late eighties. Late 80s. I remember that the seventies and eighties, man, they were. I mean, well, you had the, you had them. Oh, they were talking. I mean, that's all you were. Well, yeah, movies about. Yeah, movies about it. Yeah, the Listen yeah. Thunder series. Yeah, yeah. you know, the night uh, in the. They were talking about the rapture. They were talking about tribulation. They were talking about. I mean, look, man, they talked Israel. about. And you a lot had of the time. church watching, you know, and being watchful. Yeah, but now we had a time where the church is slumbering. Look, yeah. now the church is not now, slumbering. Well, the church is sleeping and backsliding. Let's get. To the point and stop sugarcoating, please. Well, no, I'm not sugarcoating. I'm not <laughs> but no, but watch. You bring up a good point, though, boy. Remember the first story I said when the guy's helmet fell. Yeah. There's some that say the reason the guy's helmet fell because he fell asleep on the wall. Yeah. And just like you get what I'm saying. That's yeah. that's how Christians are doing. The Christian could be in full arm, be in the full armor of God, and be like, "Oh Lord, I love you." Oh. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Whoop, oh, I forgot. And you, you're showing. You get mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like the one with the is it the master of the house where he's in his house and he's not watching, and the Lord comes. You yeah. know, yeah. It's the same thing with the church. The church is not watching. And that's why I said I, th- I think this could mean the rapture. This could mean the illustration, but it, it, it could be both. Right. So, but let's go ahead and move on to verse four and. As we know, there there was a remnant. Thank God there's always a remnant yes, always. in a church. And in verse 4, it says, You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments. Mm. They shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot his name from the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father, or the names before my father and before his angels. Now, the reason I read both in verses is because they tie in together. When it says you have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. So... The, when you wear white garments, it meant a sign of victory. Mm-hmm. It meant a sign of strength. It meant because 
in culture and especially in the Roman culture when they would overtake a city and they would do a parade as the Romans would they would wear white apparel meaning mm-hmm. they were victorious mm-hmm. in what they were doing but if they had a, a, a in the in in the Roman culture they had a blot or if they had something work on that robe you couldn't be part of the par- parade yeah. it was it was a blemish mm-hmm. and uh, John is saying you have a few names that have not defiled their garments. What was it saying? They did not put, have a little bit of mud, or they didn't, and they didn't walk against them and dirtied up their garments, which mm-hmm. meaning false religion. Which we know that in Sardis, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. Sardis opened up to all the religions. They defiled their garments, but there was a few of them. Who a remnant that mm-hmm. stood for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And Christ says, look, you did not defile your garments. You know, even, even, I'm not to cut you off, but like. Oh, go ahead. Like, for example, when I was raised, when I was growing up, we were taught, like, before the Protestant Reformation, you know, the world was in darkness. And the only church, they only had true gospel churches until the Reformation or a few years. But if you look through, then I learned by shockingly, I did my research finding out. There was Christians in the, even in the Dark Ages, even yeah. before the Reformation. Old, and look, they some, always had those that protested against the falseness so Brother of Rome Swaggart, and, and Brother talk, Swaggart to the Word of God. The people at yeah, Sunlight always. Broadcasting believe mm-hmm. that these this represents times and seasons of the church, mm-hmm. and they believe that we're in this time of Sardis right now mm-hmm. from the Reformation onward. Mm-hmm. But if, if if you believe that way, you know there's no there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if that does represent that you bring it back to the dark ages you're right there was always somebody a group that a group of people that really study god's word and they're like no the bible means this the bible's the authority Mm -hmm. the bible is the bible is the authority and that's where you have to go ahead and look at sardis because like i said some people were still there some people were preaching and look I, i say this about churches big mega churches the televangelists the, i believe there's still a remnant in those churches Even that did not defile churches. their garment they love the lord mm-hmm. why they're still there we don't know but you get what i'm saying there is still some people there and mm-hmm. god said look there they had did not defile their garments they didn't make their garments dirty they didn't defile this parade they're walking in victorious light because they're still holding on to Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yes, yes. Then verse 5, as I said, he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments. As I mentioned, a victorious parade. Look, guys, if we walk in Christ, mm-hmm. we're victorious. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be part of that big parade in the sky mm-hmm. one day. But if you if you defile your <coughs> garments, guess what? You're not mm. going to be part of that parade. Mm. Because this is what he says, mm-hmm. uh, clothing white, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. Once again, could be proven to be um, this disproves the eternal security. Because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. your name can be put in, the Lord said it can be put out as yeah. well. There's no eternal security. There's no, well, there is. So, so let's discuss that a little bit. Could we discuss in that? some ways it is, in some ways there it's is, not. There is eternal security. Right. Everyone in this room has eternal security. Right. Because we believe in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and him crucified. But if we choose to forsake the free mm-hmm. gift of Christ mm-hmm. and turn our ways, as I, mm-hmm. I know I know a former brother in the Lord that has done this. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's wild. Mm. Wild like a horse. Wild like a Look, and look, he, he, everything he taught, he's ver- he, 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 he did a 180 on. Yeah. Mm. And, look, and look, I, I had to take this, this man off of Facebook. Wow. And it was hard because this, this was a good brother. 
Mm-hmm. At one time, I called this man a brother in Christ. I talked to him on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But you can have your, if your name can be put in, it can be pulled out. Right. And it's sad, but we have eternal security in this room. We all saved by the blood of the Lamb. But if one of us chooses to leave, mm-hmm. well, guess what? We don't have eternal security no more. Mm-mm. Our eternal security is in Christ. Mm-hmm. You got to stay in it. I thought you had some. No, no, <laughs> always, he. Mm. he <laughs> and, and I, I want to say something. Like it's talking about the garments and the books. That's what you see. A lot of people. This they get the wrong. You know how we talk about revelations. What was we talking about on here or after the program? We were talking about how most preachers don't want to read revelations because it's bloody uh, and it's gory. Yeah, it's I think too, so. I think it was after. Well, I don't think well, it was a on lot here. of people. If they would understand, they so focus on the Antichrist and other, and, and it's in there. It's important. I'm not saying to knock down the Book of Revelations, but so many people forget the promises that are in the book. Yeah, yeah. Like like, like we're reading now. Uh, you read all in the end of the churches. God has a reward well, for look them. Look at the promise. Look and at the know, promise that the Lord yeah. told. He, he told mm-hmm. Sardis, "Hey, come back." But the ones that have been faithful, y'all stay faithful because I'm going to give you a white garments and y'all going to walk great in rewards. the great reward. You're going to have heaven as your home. So, right. like yeah. you said, a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to touch the book. I, I, so I had a, I bought some, uh, mm-hmm. some appliances from Cons, and mm-hmm. just so happened the man that sold us. The appliances was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I told him we were studying the book of Revelation. He's like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go talk. I see it. And we started talking about this. And he was the same way. He was like, you know, I read the book of Revelations. And I, I, a lot of people don't want to read it, but I like it because it shows the end. Of, and I was like, yeah, it shows what's happening mm-hmm. on earth during that time. What was happening in heaven during that time. And the book of Revelation don't scare me. I think the book of mm-hmm. Revelation is fascinating. It is. It is. And mostly this part. Because you see, when I wrote, that's one of the reasons why I wrote my stories like I did the New Kingdom. Because I know a lot of people's like, well, we don't we don't like the book of Revelation because this and that. So let, I'm going to try to focus on more he that overcomes type thing. So right. I encourage them to read it. They look at more. Hey, it's more of a promise book than it is gory and bloody. And, you know? So on that note. Yeah. Christ says that he will not blot his name out of the book, mm-hmm. but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the church. Guys, can you imagine that we get to heaven and the Lord said, Jesus tells mm-hmm. his father, mm-hmm. Anthony Hayes is my, my, my follower. Bowen Roban is my follower. Aubrey Box is mm-hmm. my follower. Mm-hmm. Isaac Hayes is my, you know, you get up there and you're like, Oh, thank you, Lord. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He confesses. And that, that, this goes to the point. Because this is called the dead church. If you think you're spiritually dead, get out of that. Mm-hmm. Start praying and getting coming back to what Christ has done for you. Because and the Christians that are standing firm. Because look, what we're preaching tonight or what we're teaching tonight, a lot of people will not agree with us. Mm-mm. Oh no! A lot of people will say, "Well, hold on, there is many ways to heaven." Oh, oh hold yeah, on. like there, Oprah and all yeah. that. Yeah, and people. There's gonna her. be a lot of people. This this message is not popular. Oh, no, no, no. But at the same time, if we endure to the end, mm-hmm. we're going to be given white robes and we'll mm-hmm. be overcomers of the blood of the lamb. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what I believe Sardis. Sardis was a dead church, but it can come back alive you through know, Christ. You know, the way I look at this, we're talking about Jesus. Yep. That's the way I look at it. Whether 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 people like this or not, whether people listen to this, whether people uh, don't want to have nothing to do with it, it's the word of God and it's about Jesus. That's the way I look at it. You know, it's all about Christ. Mm-hmm. It's all about Jesus. It's about the creator of the universe and the earth. That's all it's about. 
Amen. Well, LB said that doctrines always lead to God. When Christ said, hey, I'm the only way. I'm Amen. the only way. That's exactly. right. Amen. That's right. Um, okay. Always lead to God to the white throne judgment. Yeah, hey, you, hey he, he's right on that. All, all roads do lead to God to the white throne judgment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. But with that being said, we're that's going to wrap us up. Aubrey, you had any final thoughts before we roll uh, out? Oh, I'm good. Y'all, y'all did good. Such a You're good just job. soaking it in Boy, like a so much. What you did so, to him, bro? Well, here's the thing. Hey, I just the, got the one thing or, to say. What's that? I just got one thing to say. What's that? He says that some of us will conquer. He says those who conquer. Uh-huh. So yeah. as long as we stay strong and remember and mm-hmm. repent, <coughs> then we have the chance to conquer yeah. Yeah. And, and be in this white robe and be called worthy. So uh, that's, that's our hope. That's mm-hmm. our hope. That's what we're but we're I, going towards. I on like a, on a, on a side note, though, boy, what you did to this boy? Usually, I, usually you, you like, oh, I don't have nothing. Now he's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to say. That. I didn't do nothing, though. <laughs> oh, and I'm gonna blame me for everything. Right, man. You can blame yeah, me all you, you want. You, you switch all the knowledge to him. I'm giving him all the knowledge. I'm gonna be the quiet one. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't think you ever be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> yeah, that's I it. actually think he's got louder. Boogie, Boogie, you know you just saying that. You remember on Francis when oh, yeah. the talking mule? Impossible. <laughs> why, why is it impossible, Doc? <laughs> but no. anyway, people can be like, Francis, Francis. <laughs> the talking mule. It, show, it, show, it shows we young people we really old. Yeah, I'll show song. you all the books oh, yeah. that I had, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Oh, the five books. Yeah, you have to show me after the, after the program, man. I'll show you. He, show he me said, after. I told him I said when he dies, he needs to ride in his wheel. Mm. And he said these. We just get Aubrey to smuggle them to us. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, the books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be sneaking oh, I up got a lot of material, man. I tell you what, and it's hey, just growing. Aubrey, I got a question, you know, on that I'll, note. I'll just uh, keep the door open for you. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm going to ask you a question. With all them books, does Bowen let you read some to gain some of his knowledge and wisdom? Oh, yeah. He said it's open. It's open to me. Mm-hmm. Just, he I got to open the call. cabinet. Pull out a book, yeah, and then I got to stamp the it. The only ones he can't read is the ones I just got. I got to read them first. Oh, you got to get the knowledge before that him, huh? you go. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I gave his brother the divine revelation of hell, and oh, I told his brother to read it. That's going to be a good one. And, I, I, and you know, Arby goes, I hope it opens his heart. Oh, it'll do more than Who's open that? his uh, heart. That was, Josiah? Oh, Josiah. Josiah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I told him. Joe. I said, I said, Joe, I said, read it, buddy. I said, you're going to get some knowledge from that. And, Ooh, boy, boy. I read, <laughs> I read the book about three, four times. Every time, uh-huh. I, read it, every time I read it, I cry. I yeah. cry every time. It breaks my yeah. heart, yeah, man. You're going you, to see Bo and Terry's shirts. It'll be like in, uh, in those Jesus movies in the Pharisees. He's going to be, shirt. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna be like that Mordecai and yeah. Esther. Oh, God, why? <laughs> hey, Terry, why, Seth? That and <laughs> That's probably how I'm gonna be when I when I gotta stand before the Lord, man. I'm gonna be in sackcloth and ashes. Oh Lord! And you're gonna have a white robe, and he's gonna say, "Welcome, my good and faithful servant." <laughs> I hope you don't say, "Depart from me, you cesspool." Hey, bitch. maybe it'll be tan. <laughs> <laughs> May, maybe it'll be the tan. Earth. <laughs> maybe not white. Maybe tan. <laughs> Might be red. Red. The blood of Jesus. Amen. So with that being said, I know, man, we can talk all night, but we all got to go to work in the mm-hmm. morning, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So so with that being said, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Brothers Just Searching. As a friendly reminder, please do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button, the follow button, and also, if you're on YouTube, hit the bell that lets you know uh, ding, when ding. everybody when all the new episodes coming up. Because, look, this is a this is an interesting fact, everybody. 
If you're watching on YouTube and you're not subscribed, you're not the only one. Majority of our audience are not subscribed. Right. Now, that's a problem. (laughs) That's a problem for us. Right. Um, Right. But if you go ahead and hit the subscribe button and hit the bell, it'll notify you of every episode. You won't miss seeing our beautiful faces. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> well, our faces. Uh, I mean, uh, people, people that no are listening, problem. people that are listening. I'm gonna pray for you because it's gonna be a total nightmare. <laughs> hey, listen. Once you I, subscribe, you'll have no problem finding our program. Yeah, so it'll just be yeah, right so, there. Just and if this is if you're listening on the if you're listening on the audio pod side, mm-hmm. don't want to see beautiful uh, beautiful faces like Bowen, just hit the subscribe button and you get a notification. All the time, so <laughs> forward. You just, you just. People, yeah, I do, y'all. But anyway, but with that being said, I'd please hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, share with a friend, let the world know about brothers just searching because we're trying to save one listener and one viewer at a time. Mm-hmm. That is our goal to save the world through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So with that being said, if the checks don't bounce next time, we'll be here next week. So Boogie said, there's a check. <laughs> there's money. No, <laughs> That's what I said. If it don't bounce, oh, 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 <laughs> but yeah. anyway, thank you all for listening to brothers just searching. Remember Jesus Christ is king. He's coming back and he's coming back soon. So don't be fate of heart because Jesus has overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, reach out to us. One of us will get in touch with you and tell you how to make Jesus your Savior and heaven your home. Until next time, be blessed.